0: So stay-at-home orders, kids schooling, online at home, uh, job loss and industry changes, vacations being canceled, marriages put on hold, racial injustice and political protests, increasing natural disasters, and a global pandemic. Welcome to 2020. So second to our daughter being born this year. Uh, in April, one of the biggest excitements coming into this year was the beginning of Midtown. It was this church plant, a a community of people that had been building for over a couple of years and launched February 9th earlier this year. Um, A church with a vision of transforming lives, transforming everything, A church that that wanted to be rooted in a certain geographical location to seek transformation, both in us and also in the people and places of that area. Uh, A a church that is fulfilling its mission by becoming spirit-dependent, other-centered, by following the life and teachings of Jesus together. A church that wanted to only meet five times physically before going online for the rest of the year in the midst of a pandemic. That one doesn't fit as well <laughs> as the rest of them do. Um, this year, in so many ways, Midtown as a community of people gathering primarily online is definitely not what I want. Um, it's definitely not what I expected. And it for sure and absolutely is not what I have would have chosen by any means. So what's happened for you this year? What's happened for you in 2020 that you've had a hard time with? What became a reality in your life that you never wanted nor expected? Or maybe what was something that you were so excited about that maybe didn't come to fruition and at this point, it may never? See, 2020 has been a dark year in so many ways. But it's in this darkness that we, the church, celebrate Advent, the waiting and the anticipation of the birth of Jesus. The actual light breaking into the darkness, the hope of the world breaking into all of humanity. This morning, we're just going to continue in our series of light in the darkness, where each Sunday we actually want to step into the nativity scene which I'm sure most of us in a lineup could pick out who is in that nativity scene, but probably not as many could actually understand the stories behind why these people. And then to follow it up with, what does their story actually mean for our life today? How do we see ourselves in this nativity scene? So today we're going to look at a fairly well-known character in the Bible who has everything that he was excited about absolutely blown up in his life. And how the last thing that he expected was actually good news. So let's read part of the Christmas, Christmas story this morning in the book of Matthew. It's going to be the first book in your New Testament, one of the narratives around Jesus. And we're going to start very beginning, chapter 1. Uh, we're going to jump to verse 18, though. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. <laughs> Joseph, here, he's, he's engaged to Mary. Culturally, he's becoming a real man by getting married. They're planning all the things that they're going to do together for the rest of their life, and Mary tells him that she's pregnant, and not just pregnant, but Mary says, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, unlike today, in in today's culture, at least, um, where it's it's a little bit more culturally acceptable uh, for sex before marriage, and it's quite more common um, Mary and Joseph had not been intimate to this point to this point so in, in my head as I read this I could only imagine Joseph's reaction like Mary are, are you are you kidding me this has to be a joke how could you do this to me what, what do you mean you're still a virgin there's no way that is yeah right how could you do this what who did this? Where, where is he? Like if you just step into Joseph's sandals for a second, we have hindsight of a couple thousand years of looking back on this. He did it. He was in the moment. His life was completely flipped upside down. This unexpected and horrible news had to have left Joseph feeling betray- betrayed, feeling alone, feeling stuck. And in their culture, really, there was a couple options of how men could go about this. Uh, One, they could bring uh, the wife who has betrayed them to the religious authorities. Uh, They would cancel the endowment that was paid to the father. And then in some situations, the women could actually be stoned to death. And then there's another alternative, and this would be to divorce her Quietly. Privately, while she, while, while, but the thing is, is as that's done privately, he would still be facing embarrassment in his community and would face questions from his peers and family for, for what went wrong. Now, as we read here, Joseph uh, is the good man that it says he is. He makes up his mind, and practically, the option for him is divorce her quietly. But whenever we're talking about being the people of God, the unexpected always happens. Maybe something for us to keep in mind this morning is that God shows up in the unexpected. So we're going to continue reading in verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, what we know about Jesus, Joseph's life is that in the next handful of verses, he actually goes on to do this a couple more times. An angel appears to him, and he upends his and his family's life, and he responds, no matter how inconvenient this was in the moment. This morning, I want to emphasize verse 20. But after he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. You see, Joseph is a practical person. He's trying to be realistic about the unwanted circumstance that he finds himself in. Who then hears from God in a way that that we would probably consider to be a little bit fuzzy, not super clear. It was in a dream. But the question for us this morning is, could you be Joseph? Could I be Joseph? That when finding ourselves in circumstances that we did not want, that we did not expect, and that we did not choose, do we go first to one of the couple options we practically see ourselves? What is happening in your life right now that you never wanted to have happen? And could it be possible that somehow God is in it and can bring something beautiful out of it? See, as human beings, we are limited. There's so much that we don't know. We all have plans and goals and hopes, and these aren't even just selfish things. You know, oftentimes it's the way in which we want to help people. It's the way in which we want to spend experiences with family. It's the, it's the good and noble things that we want to achieve in life. But God is always doing something that we don't expect. See, spirituality, actually, like our life with God, is not another approach to just get what we always want. Spirituality is a different interpretation of what is happening in and around our lives. This life with God can actually bring about seeing more possibilities, new realities and I think even greater meaning in the things that we didn't want, we didn't expect, and we didn't choose. And unfortunately, I think the opposite of this can be true. The life without God and up to our own interpretation can often look like being in a dark place, seeing what, seeing what is or, or what we didn't expect in a very negative and pessimistic way. We almost put on this lens of there's just nothing good here. We, we never really find value or meaning in life circumstances. And I think this ma- matters as it changes everything. It changes how you treat people, changes the relationships that you're in. It changes the actions that you decide to take. A Harvard professor did a study in 1964 in an elementary school just south of San Francisco uh, on the relationship between a teacher's expectations and this, the results of the students' achievements. So Professor Rosenthal, he had assigned students an initial survey um, that actually really didn't tell anyone anything, uh, but, but he did it as a perception. And then after the survey, he actually they split up all the students and moved them to different classrooms for a couple of years. And then what he did is he went to just a few teachers and he said to these specific teachers that they can expect, an intense intense intellectual boom from their students he then followed the classrooms for a couple of years and he found that if if the teachers had been led to expect greater gains in iq then increasingly those kids did in fact gain more iq he found that the expectations affected the teachers moment to moment Interactions with the children that they taught. And this was in just a, a thousand of different ways, but oftentimes invisible. Teachers would give the students uh, that, that they expected to succeed more extra time to answer questions. They would give more specific feedback on how to progress. They would give them more approval, touching, nodding, smiling at those kids more who they expected to have higher IQs. You see, the expectations of their circumstances affected their reality. Their positive expectations of their circumstance resulted in a positive reality. But what about the opposite? Looking at your circumstances and the circumstances around you with your own interpretation, who could you be hurting? Or maybe what what relationship is unnecessarily complicated because of your predeterminations in life. What God possibility is just outside your grasp because you are not seeing a larger picture. You're trying to just make something happen. You're eliminating every development from your life because you did not want it, you did not expect it, and you did not choose it. How would you act differently if you knew that somehow God was in or could bring something beautiful in and through what you least expected or did not choose? You see, for Joseph, the coming of of Jesus was just rearranging his entire life. He was willing to have his reputation changed to receive a different family dynamic than he expected, to see his firstborn son in a way that that he would never have chosen. All things that he didn't want, he didn't expect, and he didn't choose. See, it appears in the story of Jesus, or of Joseph, that it's important for us to be open. That in all circumstances, favorable and unfavorable, we actually stay open to God and his spirit. That we're actually willing to be open to a different interpretation of our circumstances and then actually be open to change because of that. So are there times in your life right now, actually spaces that you've created to hear a different interpretation To actually go to your creator and and, and listen and reorient just the, the rational planning that you can do on your own. Where you're asking for just different viewpoints on all your circumstances in life. The things that you didn't choose, expect, or want. Are you making those times in your life right now? See... Joseph was a father who raised the savior of the world, something that we cannot comprehend. He didn't demand his way in this unwanted circumstance. He didn't choose uh, a negative interpretation on the unexpected events of his life. The crazy part, he actually probably didn't see this all come to fruition is we don't hear about him after Jesus turns 12. But look at all that came and all the people who were blessed because he was open. It seems that there's a thin line between a life of meaning and purpose or a life of frustration and disappointment. A life of love and ministry or a life of disillusionment and destruction. In so many ways, we can actually look to the death of Jesus To see this play out, you see, Jesus' crucifixion can quite easily be summed up as the result of, of the religious leaders and the culturally elite not wanting their perspectives to be confronted, to be challenged, to be changed. And they ultimately decided that rather than being open to a different interpretation of what power looks like, a different interpretation of what religion looks like, They chose only what they knew. They chose only what they could imagine. But isn't it like our God to show up in the unexpected? Again, if we were to just boil down all of spirituality and life with God, it's actually finding purpose and meaning in God himself. That in the things of life that I did not want, that I did not expect, that I did not choose, I can still find meaning in them because I found meaning in God. And if we know anything, like people who are who are loved and, and helped in ways that they did not expect, this is often received from the people who have gone through things. They've gone through hurts, they've gone through disappointments, they've gone through circumstances they wouldn't have chosen but who actually saw them as opportunities from God to help someone else, to learn, to grow. They they become open to a different interpretation of why they're going through what they're going through. Who could be blessed in the future by ways that you couldn't ever imagine because you're open to a more God-centered interpretation of what's going on in your life? Or maybe who could be blessed today if you saw the circumstances in your life differently? You see, for me, Midtown as a church, plant specifically, hasn't been exactly what I wanted, what I expected, or what I would have chosen. If I'm being honest, this year has been incredibly difficult. There's been doubts and anxieties and worries. Questioning at times what it's all worth if it's not exactly how I wanted it, like a five-year-old. But I say this to tell you that that the greatest question I think I've learned to ask throughout this year in the midst of it all, which has brought me great joy and, and peace and hope in things, is God, what are you doing in and through all of this? And maybe more importantly, God, what are you doing in and through me during this time? See, in this, and and sometimes only in this, do I actually move in love towards other people rather than just getting caught up in my own circumstances. I move towards God in different ways. I even move towards myself in different ways. And I believe today more than ever that Midtown actually does have a purpose and was planted for a time such as this. So a few practical things that that I just thought through that have, have been helpful in my life in this journey and things I'm still trying to figure out weekly. But maybe first it's read, pray and repeat. Open up your scripture, read a little bit, pray out of that and then repeat, do it again have practices in your life that center you and reorient you in ways that you' you're actually hearing God's voice second could be just choosing thankfulness in all of your circumstances what are the things that you can find gratitude in what are the things who are the people that you're thankful for and this isn't an exhaustive list by any means but another one could be stop comparing Stop comparing your circumstances to the circumstances of others. And maybe lastly, stop predetermining everything in your life. God is so much bigger than your plans, the plans that you have for both yourself and the plans that you somehow have for others. See, this is my prayer for midtown in this season that for each of us that amidst all of the things that we did not want this year, the things that we did not expect and the things that we did not choose. And specifically as a church plan, may we be open to a new interpretation from God. An interpretation that is rooted in this season of Advent, a season which in so many ways we prepare for an unexpected. A God who has broken into humanity to save us, to be with us, To give us the power to pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, giving all of our wants, our expectations, and our choices to Him. Verse 23 says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Can you imagine every circumstance in your life interpreted? by a God who has gone to great lengths to be with you no matter what. Can you imagine a church rooted in that truth? What hope and peace and joy we can bring to others when we do that. So may this morning you be reminded of the joy we find in God amidst the circumstances we did not want, did not expect, or did not choose. He is with us. Let's go into a time of communion.